Welcome, welcome, welcome. Tap in before you tap out. It's the Tap Out Boys. You got Prophecy, Minister Joel. Hey, and here we go. This is the first episode. And, you know, we sat down and we contemplated for a while to find out, like, what would the first episode be? What would the first topic be? And we couldn't come up with nothing but one thing, and that was love. And, you know, that was just a beautiful thing, just as a beautiful word. And to expound on that, because whether you are in the spirit or out of spirit, everybody has some type of affiliation with the word love. Whether lack thereof or broken hearts or whatever case, that life might have taken you on. So we want to expound today on the word love and how it relates to God in your life and how it relates to relationships in your life. But we're going to give a topic uh, for a scripture and then we're going to see what thus says the Lord, what the Spirit is saying to the church on today. And the scripture for today will be in 1 John we'll go to chapter 4, verses 16, very popular scripture that we'll use. And, it's, uh, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. What that means is that God is saying that he is the equivalent of what love is. But how does that relate to you in your life? And we're going to see what the teacher has to say about it. It's on you. Well, when we talk about love, we have to truly understand people's perspective of love and what the word of God says about love. The problem that we're having is people want to call things or separate the two. You have love and then you have unconditional love. But see, love is unconditional. When you label one as unconditional love, you give room to create your own love. And a lot of things that we call love is not love. When your child comes home and you, you tell your daughter, uh, the reason why that boy keep picking at you is because he like you. We need to stop doing that because the problem is you are now raising this child up to think that love is only uh, given to her by someone treating her wrong or doing things bad because she was taught as a child that this boy only likes me. Uh, the, the reason why this boy picks at me is because he likes me. You see what I'm saying? That's not love. Love doesn't have any conditions. Love is being able to uh, sacrifice yourself for someone else's needs and not think anything else about it. Um, we need to quit saying, oh, well, that's an unconditional love. That's an uncon Well, what is love without, well, with conditions? If you got conditions for love, then in my opinion, does, that's not love. So a lot of marriages, relationships between fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, brothers and sisters, is based off a false love. People will use that as an excuse to mistreat you, or they will use their past as a reason for them to act the way they act and think you're supposed to accept it and say, well, this is just how I was taught to love. That's not love. Love is unconditional. There's no unconditional love. Love is unconditional. Mm. So if someone is not willing to sacrifice their needs for yours, it's not love. Don't be fooled, don't be tricked, you know, because the Bible says that for God so loved the world, it didn't say he had an unconditional love for the world as if his love has a condition. He loved us regardless of how we were and how we were going to be. 
Don't we have to ask for forgiveness? But it says, for God so loved the world that he gave. There was a sacrifice being made. He was giving up something of his for us. So I think it's very important that we stop using the word love out of context and start and just understand that love is unconditional. Don't separate love and unconditional love because you give room to people using whatever they want to be and calling it love and it's not. Wow. So that's good because uh, we have to make sure that we don't mistake love for abuse. Exactly. We don't, we don't make love that is transactional with any and everything. Because when we talk about the scripture that God is love. Exactly. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and vice versa. Exactly. So one thing we know that love don't hurt. Right. Now the love won't hurt you. Now you might go through some hurt in pursuit of love uh -huh. on your own being, but love won't hurt you. So that's awesome. And I think about, you know, one of my first... Uh, Encounters that I think about as a child of remembering being loved because the truth is that like you said with a daughter coming in You're teaching her in the wrong context of what love is But I remember my earliest account of remember be, of actually feeling love was when I had the chicken pox mm. and When I had the chicken pox, so you know you have to stay out of school because you got to be separated and everything right. And I remember my dad who worked a lot. He took off of work and when he took off work He made me flapjacks and I never remember my dad ever cooking anything like that. Right. So when he made those flapjacks, I equated the time that he gave me, the attention that he gave me, right. that he spent with me. When we walked down, he said, I'm going to take you down to the to the chicken coop, and they're going to pop these chicken pops on you. And he just a game and everything. But right. all these one of my fondest memories ever in my life, from seven years old to my dad died at, uh, when I was 26, never got any higher than that. Cause it was the highest form of love because what he did, he took time with me. Right. And when I was separated from everybody else, he spent time with me. You know what I'm saying? So love is not even just saying it, it's doing, doing it. Exactly. It's an action word. Exactly. So it's a sacrifice. Right. So you know, and then now being an adult, now you think about this when we have kids of our own and in order to be there for them, to be to the football game, to make the pageant, uh, whatever the case may be, you gotta you gotta push some stuff aside. Right. You got to make some sacrifice, whether it be financially or, or whatever the case may be. And, and you don't you don't hold that over their head. You don't make it conditional. You do it because you love them unconditionally. Right. And you want to be there. You want to be given into that situation. But I want to ask you, like, uh, knowing what love is, how have you grown in love? What were your mistakes in love? Like, with the people out of there now, with people... Dealing and dabbling with certain relationships and stuff like that. You got people coming from broken homes. So you got daughters with daddy issues and right. sons with father issues, you know. You got people on their third and fourth marriage and everything. Mm. What would you say to those people who have not yet defined what love is? How do they get back to the love of the God in the Bible? That love that God would have us to have. How do we get from broken love to a real agape love? I think more importantly, we have to understand that um, love shouldn't have stipulations. You see what I mean? One of the things I've learned, I know you asked me earlier, how have I grown through love? Um, in life, I think me, myself, and other people as well can attest to loving someone based on them doing certain things for you. You see what I mean? That was a huge mistake. 
uh, or either accepting their love that we uh, based on what we would do for them. You see what I mean? Anytime somebody makes a stipulation for them to do something, it's not natural love. It's, it's not organic. It's a, uh, it's a manufactured love somewhat. You see what I'm saying? That they are tending to find a reason to or not to do something for someone. Now, I grew up in a household with my mother and my father. Uh, rest in peace to both of them. Great parents. They taught me what love was without telling me what love was through their, through their actions. They were great parents. So when I wasn't at home, I assumed that the rest of the world would love me the same way. I found out the hard way in, in, in so many situations, even at a, a very young age. I remember um, not telling a lie. Like, I didn't know what a lie was because my parents had always taught me to tell the truth. Right. Well, there was a particular incident when I was in the I was in the first grade where there were some kids running down the hall. I was walking down the hall. Some kids came running past me and they went around the corner. And then shortly after that, the principal came and she stopped me and she said, didn't I tell you to stop running? And I was like, ma'am, that wasn't me running. Other kids ran around the corner. She assumed I was lying, took me to the office. And I got a pat. That changed me. I went home and told my parents what happened. You know what I mean? Because I was broken. I didn't understand how I told the truth and I still got punished for it. But now I know that was God's way of preparing me for the love that the world has for me mm -hmm. in comparison to his love. Mm -hmm. This is why we have to be rescued from mm -hmm. the uh, figments of our imagination of what love is. Mm -hmm. Because God is real love. So even, even in relationships and stuff coming up, with whether it's with brother, sister, you know, uh, girlfriend, you know, whatever the case may be, I never understood what love was until someone was able to do something for me without me having to ask for it. Mm -hmm. They seeing me go through something or seeing me dealing with something, and it always don't have to be tangible. Mm -hmm. It could be a conversation, mm -hmm. words of encouragement. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sin. Now, that's not to be mistaken for I can go out there and do whatever I want to do and because God loves me, I can do what I want to do. That's not what that's talking about. Yes, sir. But the fact that he was willing to die on the cross so that I could be way before I was born, but that I would have an, an option or a choice to be set free from mm -hmm. this world's so-called love. Mm -hmm. Like I was saying earlier, uh, a lot of people will say, oh, I love you. But I'm not in love with you. Mm. We have to be careful about the words that come out of our mouth. Mm. We create stipulations mm. to benefit what we want to do and what we don't want to do. And that's what makes love that's not from God dangerous. Mm. You know. And then a lot of people's hearts are, are played with uh, as far as love. They could be the, giving themselves all to someone. Mm. And that other person is just using them. For what they mm -hmm. can get from them. You see what I mean? Then love becomes the opposite of itself. Which is hate. And now when a person has so much hate in their heart. They don't know how to love. Mm -hmm. One. That was never taught the right way to love. Or actually experienced love in their childhood growing up. Two. When they learned what the feeling of love was. And they gave it to somebody. It was never reciprocated. Mm -hmm. So. 
that's just things that I've learned from my experience from love of how it can be abused and it can be used as a word to do what you want to do and for someone to say, I only do this because I love you. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Now, mm -hmm. Jesus himself said he chastened those that he loved, you know, but we have to understand that his chastising is a building up for us. Yes. That's the kind of love he's talking about. Yes. He's not talking about a beating down yes. to where we can't get up. Yes. Everything he does is for upbuilding. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, that hammer hitting that nail to go into that wall to build up that building. You yes. see what I'm saying? Yes. It's yes. a painful process for the hammer and the wall. Yes. But it has to be done in order for us to get the finish, you know what I mean, um, yes. structure of what it's trying to be built. Yes. I, you know, I, I love a point when you said, uh, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Mm -hmm. And what I heard when you said that was, I love you, but I got conditions with my love for you. And that's almost like a, that's almost like you got to get out of that situation. Right. Especially if you have an unconditional love for someone who has a conditional love for you. Right. I think it makes for a toxic relationship, or wh wh whichever way that it is. Right. That can even be between parents and children sometimes. Exactly. You know, because sometimes, you know, people love to say, well, you know, the mother's love is unconditional. But that's not true. Right. The stats show otherwise, because we still have adoption agencies. You know, we still have children being found in a garbage can. You know what I'm saying? So we know that that don't it don't work like that always as well. So, but that was just real powerful when you said that because, and I think about you know my love, and I try to think as I I've grown with love and understand as I've grown with God, where my love is and where I want my love to be, and I, I can honestly say now at the ripe age in my forties now that my love is where I think God wants it to be. Because right. my love doesn't have any stipulations with anyone, whether it be a stranger, whether it be my wife, whether it be my kids. I focus on, in growing with God, maximizing my love in every situation. Because I know if I maximize my love with no conditions, whether I get anything in return, then I think now I'm in the book. Now my love is covering the multitude of those sins we're talking about. Not that I was sin, but certainly that I won't sin against man. Right. That I won't sin against my brother, my sister, against my, my wife, against my children. So I try to maximize that love there. And I think that's what we all try to uh, uh, push and uh, have a goal to get there. Mm -hmm. That our love is maximized so that it's received. Because sometimes, you know, some people are, you know, when you talked about the hate, and what I saw when you said the hate, you know, almost like the opposite of love is like, it's love not received exploding. Mm, so it's the, the energy geez. is exploding back because that love is not received. I mean, because for you to hate somebody, you got to have some really strong feelings. Exactly. So you're not apathetic to anything that you hate. So it's got to be some real strong feelings. So I really feel like it's it's rejected love. Yeah, I think that's ooh. a good terminology for hate yeah. is like rejected love. Yeah. And you take that energy and it becomes a powerful force working against humanity. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what do we do when we're young and we haven't come to the point where we understand who God is, what love is, and how to, to navigate in this life between relationships, far and close, without love. How do we handle that when that love is rejected and then it feels like hate, like poison, and we got all that energy backed up in us? Ooh. 
You know, it is almost dangerous. Right. And it seems like when we look look around in the world today, you see a lot of hate. You do. We look at the wars and the rumors of wars. We look at uh, we still have racial problems. We got gender wars. We got age wars. Almost like there's a battle and a and a hate for each other just constantly going on. Divorce still on the rise. Mm. And God is still love. And God is still in the blessing business. And people still going to church. People still paying time. People still shouting. People still saying that they sanctify, full of the Holy Spirit. But the murder rate ain't dropping. Mm. The divorce rate still getting higher. The math ain't math. The math ain't math. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's one of those things is that we have to find out how to tap into love before we tap out mm. into hate. Yes. Because everything that's alive has a desire to be desired. Yes. Has a desire to be loved. People say, what you mean everything with grizzly bear? Grizzly bear too. It does. Mm-hmm. All day they, they'll cuddle with you too. I seen a grizzly bear cuddle with a man the other day watching the video. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't think I would want to be that man. Right, <laughs> <You> right. <know? laughs> I wouldn't trust that grizzly bear like that. Absolutely But not. the grizzly bear looked like he really loved that man. And he probably did. So, you know, Love to eat them. <laughs> Which is still a desire. It's still a desire. <laughs> still a desire. But one thing about it, he won't go to waste. Right, right, right. God be with him. But yeah, but you know, just this love and such a lack of love in the earth today. And sometimes it's, it's heartbreaking to see so many people desire love. And what we do is, when we don't find that genuine love, we self-medicate. Mm-hmm. Through drugs, or, you know, sex, whatever case may be. Mm-hmm. We just self-medicate. Some people do it through food, just wild, riotous living. Jesus, but Jesus. just a lack of love there. And if you got a lack of love, you got a lack of God. Exactly. We just have to tell the truth about it. It doesn't matter what denomination you call yourself, how long you've been going to church. If you got a lack of love, you got a lack of God. Absolutely. And that's a problem. Let me ask you this in uh, in closing. Uh, we don't keep people too long. But if there's a view out there right now, a husband who's been mistreated in his marriage and his love for his wife is being abused. If there's a, a wife who's having the same thing done to her, who uh, her love for him is not being accepted the way it should. A a child who has grabbed their phone and they're searching for an outlook and it was able to tune in into this channel. And that child is not getting the type of love that he sees his friends and stuff get on a daily basis. A co-worker who's looking at their phone right now of another co-worker who they see is not receiving the type of love that God has for them. What would you say as an encouragement to them as far as what God will give you, being the prophet that you are, to encourage them to continue to go forth and for them to know that God's love is real? Wow, that's a good question. And I would have to say this, and I would speak this from my lowest point, of when I didn't feel like I was loved or I didn't even love myself at the highest point. I sought you first the kingdom. I sought God in all his righteousness because I was unrighteousness already. I was broken. I came to God broken that God might mend me. 
So I would say to the person, if anybody, man or woman or child, husband or wife, if you're in a situation where there's a lack of love and you feel uh, uh, misused, abused, and you feel left out, I will tell you, seek ye first the kingdom. I will tell you to seek a relationship with God because God is love. And I'm not going to tell you that it's going to happen overnight or that it's going to be easy. But I do believe this, and I'll be a standing witness that if you continuously seek God diligently and fervently, that you will find God. Not only will you find God, he will fill you with his spirit. And his spirit is filled with love. One of the reasons that we actually chose this topic for the first one is because it's the first flavor of the fruit of the spirit. Because what the spirit of God produces is love first. Joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, long-suffering. All those, all those things right there, we added unto you. And the word of God says when you have the fruit of the spirit being produced in your life, there is no law against that that it can stand. But just keep on striving. And you know, one thing about in relationships, there's no one-all be-all for relationship advice. But the main thing in a relationship that you can control is you. You can control you. He can teach you can control himself. The prophet can control himself. So I choose to love, even when love is not given to me. I choose to love, even when it's not reciprocal, when I don't feel like it's coming back. I choose to love, and I found out that love, eventually, true love that comes from God, it always wins. And that's that's awesome. That's awesome. I hope so. That reached somebody out there. Uh, this entire message that it touched the hearts and the minds of of people um, that are listening, that are, that are seeking for true love. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man come to the Father except through Him." So that's that's an, an agape love that He has for His uh, people, and. Um, I want to leave it, leave, you know, y'all at, at this note that uh, if you're feeling attacked and you're walking around with nothing but doubt, remember one thing: you got to tap in before you tap out.